0: As Nigeria continues to do battle with the COVID 19 pandemic, another war is unfolding in the national ruling political party, the All Progressive Congress, the APC. In the run up to last year's elections and since then, the former national chairman of the party, Adams Oshomole, has been at odds with many influential members of the party, including her governors. The most virulent of those conflicts was with his former ally, the man who succeeded him as governor, Godwin Obaseki of Edo State, in the south-south region of Nigeria. The disagreement saw the incumbent governor disqualified from the party's primaries for governorship elections that are taking place in September. Governor Obaseki has since defected to the Opposition People's Democratic Party, the PDP, and emerged as their flag bearer for those elections. The cross-carpeting in Edo State is ironic, because the APC candidate, Izei Yamu, contested for the governorship seat four years ago under the umbrella of the PDP, against Governor Obaseki, who was of course the candidate of the APC effectively they have swapped parties the mess in the ruling party has forced President Muhammad Buhari to dissolve the National Working Committee of the APC and appoint a new one whose mandate is to reconcile all factions within the APC and although the ousted Adam Oshomole has accepted this decision there are still whispers among some party members that the president's actions are illegal So, have things totally unraveled in Nigeria's ruling party as a result of the troubles that have now been brought to the fore by the Edo state elections? Or are these elections providing an opportunity for the party to clean house and reconsolidate? Hello and welcome to Now, our podcast which examines all aspects of our lives in the time of the COVID-19 pandemic. I am Kadriya Ahmed. Respected political and security analyst, Babajide Otitojo finds the action of cross-carpeting politicians distasteful.
1: It is immoral to be jumping from one party to another. Once your party loses an election, uh, the next thing you are thinking of doing is to defect.
0: Governor Godwin Obaseki of Edo State says he did not defect from the ruling party by choice.
2: I did not leave the APC uh, because I, you know, willingly, I was not given an opportunity to continue to serve under the platform of the APC.
0: Rap music star Sound Sultan says the pandemic is proving a few things about people and nature.
3: Everywhere is just at peace, you know, nature is at peace and we are just here, just looking, staying in those hiding, and everything is just like vice versa of what it used to be.
0: So what exactly does the political terrain look like in Edo State now that the state's governor, Godwin Obaseki, has defected and is contesting September's elections on the platform of the opposition PDP? Edo State-based journalist, Perez Buisibe, reports from Benin the state's capital.
4: Many people actually see this election as a battle of interests. And um, not just a battle of interest, they see it as a battle of political superiority, um, dominance, particularly between the two major parties in the state, which is the APC and the PDP. Now, to refresh your mind a little bit, remember the, um, the governor of the state, Godwin Obaseki, had recently defected from the APC to the PDP, while the APC candidate Osayige Izeyamu had in recent time passed, defected from the PDP to the APC, on whose platform he clinched the party's ticket. Now if we streamline this election to these two major two political parties, they are the major office holders in the state. Edo State has three senatorial districts, of which are Edo Central, Edo North and Edo South. Now most persons see Edo State as an APC state, I believe that has a question mark at the end of it. Why? Because out of the three senatorial districts in the state, the PDP has two, APC has one. Now, PDP actually occupies two of the main senatorial districts with more electorates, talking about Edo Central and Edo South. While the APC occupies Edo North. Now, if we come down to um, Edo South, which plays host to most of the electorate you have the areas of Oredo local government area, you have Egon local government area, you have Iqbobaoka local government area. These three local government areas they have more of the um, registered voters who will participate in the coming election. Now let's go back to the house of reps which with the state having um, uh, nine seats. Now out of these nine seats PDP has just four, APC have just five. Of the four which PDP has they occupy more of the Oredo Federal Constituency and the Ego Federal Constituency, as well as the Pobawaka Federal Constituency. Now, with these numbers, we can now see that the PDP has more stake in the Edo South and Edo Central, which plays host to majority of the registered voters that will participate in the election. Based on this, the PDP might want to reenact and see this election as an avenue for them to bounce back to government house. For the electorate down the grassroots, they see this election as more than just party influence. They literally see this election as party of individuals. Now Obaseki, who most persons think has done a lot, has actually attracted more of sympathy votes from the people having painted a notion that he was allegedly kicked out of the apc after he was screened out from the party as it stands today all the council chairmen in the 18 local government area in edo state are now members of the pdp having defected alongside the governor
0: as you heard in that report political realignment has started in edo state as a result of the defection by the party to the opposition PDP. On the line, I spoke to the governor himself and I started by asking him how he feels about winning the PDP ticket.
2: I feel um, fulfilled, I feel strong and I I feel um, blessed because um, the outpouring of support from across the country has been overwhelming. Um, I just Get the sense that Nigerians still have a very acute sense of justice, and um, and that the people of Edo State um, clearly have been looking forward towards leadership that is courageous leadership that's on their side, and they had a they had a, an opportunity to demonstrate that from the overwhelming support I have received in the last uh, several weeks.
0: Do you have any lingering regrets at all about um, leaving the APC? Um,
2: I would say regrets. I'm saying disappointment in the sense that, you know, we thought, uh, I thought this was, this is a party that professed uh, progressive ideals. Uh, you know, we have a leadership that's, you know, that claims it's committed to the interest and welfare of the people. Um, a party that... You know, professors that um, the resources of the state should be used for the benefit of the for the people of the you know of the people governed, and um, you know, and they just didn't come to my rescue when I was just you know being tormented for refusing to distribute the, the the Commonwealth you know for patronage you know as per the dictates of the Godfather.
0: And, and so it is your allegation, therefore, that the fundamental issue you had with former APC party chairman Mr. Adams Oshomoli, was because you would not give him access to state resources. Well,
2: not about him. I mean, the issue was the claim, the uh, claim against me. The reason why you know him and uh, his cohorts did not want me to continue was that I was not um, carrying along in quotes, um, the so-called uh, people who brought me to office.
0: Are, are you surprised with that allegation, given the fact that we saw you select a speaker for the State House of Assembly with only nine members um, out of uh, a house that had uh, 20-something members? I didn't
2: elect a speaker for the House of Assembly. It's all part of the imagination. Um, you know, you ask, what is the business of... Uh, of an outsider in how the the the, 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 part, the, the uh, House of Assembly is constituted. We won all the 24 seats, you know, in the House of Assembly. And he, you know, uh, only 10 of them came forward for inauguration. Despite all entreaties and persuasions, the rest refused to come for inauguration. They were not prevented.
0: I, I'm sure you know that their story is that actually you did not allow them um, access to no, where no, the sitting was were, taking place
2: initially, and two more joined them. Why did we allow the two? No, they believed that the Godfather had assured them that the governor was going to be kicked out or forced to, you know, to, to it was going to be forced to issue another proclamation. And the court said the proclamation I issued was valid.
0: Okay, so let me uh, move on to sort of today. Um, why was defecting the only option open to you?
2: Defection um, was, was not, you know, it was the only option open because I was improperly disqualified from continuing, mm. you know, with all sorts of spurious claims about certificate irregularities, which the other party went through and they did not see any. Mm. So if you are pushed out of a house, What's your option? Force yourself back into the house or look for another?
0: The willingness of Nigerian politicians to cross carpet is a source of concern for Nigerians because um, what it seems to suggest is that uh, politicians are really only concerned about their career and access to power. And so any vehicle will do really. That is what uh, seems to be um, based on the evidence of what we've seen.
2: My case is totally different. It's I put up myself for nomination to continue in office. I was improperly disqualified. I went back to my constituents. I made it clear, they made it clear to me that, look, we want you to continue. And wherever you go, we will go with you. So, you know, I had to seek another platform. I did not leave the APC uh, because I, you know, willingly, I was not given an opportunity to continue to serve under the platform of the APC.
0: So there's really no difference then between the APC and the PDP and the Nigerians can just elect really because at the end of the day, the platform you're saying doesn't seem to matter is the person who is standing for office.
2: Um, Well, for me, it's like, okay, if the platform i contested on, uh, a progressive platform had um, made me to believe that, look, we are progressives and we were out to serve the larger interest of our people by using state resources for our people and that did not happen then you ask yourself okay what's the difference in terms of the ideology of both platforms or both parties The important thing is to have a platform to serve your people a platform that will give you the opportunity to deliver the services to the larger number of your citizens
0: There's something very ironic about the fact that um, you've essentially swapped places with uh, your opponent during the last elections, Mr. Iyamu. He's now going to be contesting as APC and you're going to be contesting as PDP. Again, it does not build confidence in the mind of citizens that Nigerians. Um, Nigerian politicians really care about them. It seems to be all about platforms for personal ambition and for power.
2: Well, um, I, that in an ideal setting could you know, you know, it could be seen as such in, from you know in an ideal setting. But when you think about it, you know, in our own setting, it's about what can the leadership offer to its people. It's not about it. What do you? You know, how do you utilize the power and the position which the platform now offers? Over the last almost four years in Edo State, the difference is clear. As governor, I have a track record. You know, the people of Edo can tell you in very clear terms how and what I have contributed since I became governor. We can proudly say that 300,000 children today are receiving quality education. Because of the transformation and reforms we've undertaken in the basic education system in the state, I can tell you and show you data of almost 500,000 people I have screened, and more than 5,000 people I have tested for COVID-19. I can show you evidence of infrastructure we've built across the state. I can show you evidence of farmers who we have incentivized to go out and begin to promote and you know and, and, and propagate agriculture. It will go on and on and on. I mean, most who I now, because a platform I believed in refused to give me the opportunity, now, you know, stop and, you know, and desist from these reforms, at the end of the day, it's about the people.
0: And um, the party on whose platform you are now contesting, um, just in the last few weeks, had been talking about how you are a non-performer and how you did well, nothing. Well, I know um, people can talk.
2: But let's look at the evidence on ground. No,
0: I, mean, I, 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 I am suggesting. I, I am saying. You know, the for p- for a, a
2: critical uh, uh, body like the Nigerian Union of Teachers to give me an award of the best governor for the year in terms of education, for reputable um, uh, media houses to have awarded, you know, give me, uh, giving awards, you know, the accomplishments, then and people who don't have any verifiable track record talking about non-performing. <laughs> you know,
0: but the question I actually was asking was that the people who were making these claims um, just three weeks ago were the PDP in Edo State, the people that um, are now essentially your party. And well, um,
2: I mean, in, in, in fairness, I mean, the, the PDP in Edo State, since I became governor, never really, here, never really criticized my performance.
0: I, I can I can give I can give you chapter sir I can give you chapter and verse.
2: Said that they did not said. At that point in time, they were I know you know they were a party opposed to my government, and so they had to say something as opposition. But they you know were very excited as you could tell. that I came to join the fold because you know they have a litany I mean reels and reels of accomplishments and therefore the endearment to the citizens of the state.
0: When you were saying they couldn't have said, I was about to actually quote you chapter and verse of articles in reputable papers like uh, Premium yeah, Times.
2: Yeah, they were talking about name and co- co- in very general terms, oblique terms, for no evidence. <laughs> okay, did I not build roads? Did I not build schools? But we, we don't expect an opposition party to just sit down and begin to agitate the party's power.
0: And these are the people that you are happy to go into bed with people who sort of lie about your performance and rubbish it it's not about lying
2: it's about look trying to look for a window it's like in a game of boxing you're always looking for that window to see okay maybe but it didn't stick because the evidence didn't support it
0: How, how do you feel about um the events in your former party the apc the dissolution that we've seen um taking place
2: I don't honestly, I don't have any feelings. I've left or resigned. I don't look back. I'm just looking forward to building the new party I'm in, you know, to ensuring that uh, that the PDP the state you know is is um strengthened and made to deliver um, it, the promised or the promises to the people of the State. I really am not looking back at what's happening in the other house.
0: You are close to many. APC governors. Um, I dare say some of them are your personal friends. Is it likely that we will see you win elections under the PDP and then cross carpet back again to the APC?
2: Very, very unlikely.
0: Impossible?
2: Well, I I would not talk about possibilities and impossibilities, but I know for now, from the way I was treated, you know, it's, it's very, very unlikely that I will leave those who provided a shelter for me in a, rain, in a storm, in a political storm, and then go back to those who pushed me out.
0: What if, if, yeah, if, that
2: that would not be the right thing to do.
0: And if you lose, what will be the way forward? Will you go back into private business or will you stick to politics?
2: I'm not a, uh, well, um, at that point in time, which is very unlikely, I'll make a decision.
0: Finally, I want to ask you... Um, what your relationship is going to be with the president of the federal republic of nigeria going forward will there be any sort of relationship at all
2: yeah it's still it's not going to change it's still going to be cordial because he, you know we we you know we enjoy a great relationship because you know um it's just so easy to talk with him to reach him because we share so many things in common his belief in education and his belief you know, um, you know his fight for anti-corruption, you know, um, and and his commitment to this, you know, indivisibility of our country. You know, I, I you know, to that extent, I don't see, you know, why you know, my relationship with him will be affected in any form. Don't forget, first and foremost, my responsibility, just like his, is governance. You know, governing as to the, feder- the federation or the, federal, the, 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 the country and me governing my state. To that extent, there's an alignment. The politics, the platform on which you now, you know, undertake the governance, yeah, could be different, but, you know, your goals could be the same. So I, I, I enjoy a great relationship with him, and I believe that um, it will continue, and I'm committed to ensuring that I work very, very hard and very closely to... to promote our country
0: that seems to be you saying you will not be joining your new party the PDP to criticize the president from the point of view of being an opposition party that is what I just heard you say
1: well
2: I mean if there are things that are not going right and we need to correct yes I will stand up and say Mr. President you know why not let's take another look at these policies and why can't we do it differently Don't forget, I'm a governor of a state and he's the president of a country. You know, I can't afford to be partisan just like he cannot afford to be partisan about issues.
0: Babajide Otitoju is the controller, current and public affairs, and also political and security analyst for the Nigerian television station TVC. I asked him what his take is on the defection by Governor Godwin Obaseki, as well as the political events unfolding in Edo State.
1: He wants to be his own man. He didn't want a situation in which he will be governor and somebody will be pulling the strings, somebody will be taking the big decisions uh, on his behalf. So, and some of his colleagues have been saying, look, why are you tolerating a godfather in your state? How can you governor and somebody uh, taking the decisions that more ought to be taken? So he felt that he needed to be his own man, he needed to take big steps that were underline uh, his desire to be his own man. And he waited until after the twenty nineteen elections to make that clear by um, installing through coup or crook, the, the speaker of the state House of Assembly, and he did that by by uh, ensuring that the minority um, attended the inauguration and chose the speaker of the House of Assembly. The other, the re- remaining lawmakers, were locked away they were not allowed to know the day of inauguration. Everything was ordered in secrecy. Just for him to be able to have control of the House of Assembly, because he felt that Osho Molle, uh, producing the speaker and uh, accounting for majority of the members of the House uh, would then use that leverage to impeach him or frustrate his administration. So.
0: It's important to note that I did um, talk to him about the election of the Speaker in Edo State's uh, House of Assembly, and he totally denied that he locked people out. In fact, he insisted that the people didn't show up because their godfather, Mr. Adams Oshomole, told them not to show up.
1: Politicians lie that you've been told, uh, because even if that was the case, from Different quarters, pressures were mounted on the governor to let another inauguration take place because those guys complained that they were not kept in the picture, that they were completely shut out. I attended the inauguration of the House of Assembly in the Kiki state and everybody was present. I attended, it. everyone was present, everyone who deserved to be there was there. The governor conducted the inauguration in the open. It was in daytime. You know, so it was down to the governor to allow the inauguration to take place and uh, get everyone involved. But if the governor um, was not going to allow other lawmakers, those of them and mole to to be part of the event, then you cannot say that it was properly done. And that was why the National Assembly intervened, you know, but it, it took them to court. And uh, at the end of the day, the intervention of the National Assembly amounted to nothing.
0: Mm, let me ask you another question. So uh, among certain circles, there's, uh, the, the, there's whisperings that um, the start of the uh, Oshomole-Obaseki feud is actually a fallout of the rivalry between Dangote, Alaji Aliko Dangote, and Alaji Samad, um Karabiu, the... Uh, Chairman of BUA, the Boa Group. Have you heard anything at all about this, this particular uh, theory of why the two men fell out?
1: This is new to me. I know that uh, Lajidango Te was instrumental to bringing Adan um, Sushimole and uh, and Bobin um, together. I know that he made moves to reconcile both men, but it didn't work because in my view, the governor was not prepared to let uh, reconciliation take, take place. If you ask the uh, basic, um, they too will say, oh, it was a show male who didn't want uh, reconciliation. But as I said to the governor, you, uh, you took to conquer. In this um, context, you are the junior uh, opponent so naturally is the is the junior opponent in this case that should do everything possible to ensure that look the matter was resolved clearly the governor was not prepared to let that happen
0: so now he's moved to the party uh, the opposition pdp ironic really because he's going head to head with the man mm. who Um, you know, um, was the bearer of the flag of this same PDP in the last elections. What is the impact of this uh, defection on the outcome of the elections? Do you think it's now a matter of fait accompli that he will retain his seat? Or do you think that it's going to be very difficult for him to win the elections because of what has happened?
1: You know... I always prefer to predict the, uh, the outcome of an election at least like three days to the election. I don't like predicting months to the election because so many things could happen. Mm-hmm. In, in this time and the election day, some defections may take place that uh, could affect the entire completion of the race. 24 mm-hmm. hours is a long time in. In politics, difficult at this stage to predict who will win. But one thing will be crucial, and I think the president is beginning to address that now. of Obaseki boasted last week that APC governors were firmly on his side. If that is the case, if that is truly really the case, then it could be difficult for the APC win the state because if he gets the full support of his colleagues allied with the support that is certain from P- uh, pdp governors you know that our elections are usually monetized mm. it's going to be difficult to to, to stop him uh, from winning.
0: part of the reason that many believe the apc governors or some APC governors would be in support of um, Governor Obaseki is the fact that they have a lot of issues against the then chairman of the APC, Mr. Adams Oshomole. And many believe that effectively by sacking him, the party has actually managed to then uh, ensure that the support that Obaseki might have gotten from his fellow governors has now been neutralized. Do you get yes. a sense that this decision taken at the national level by the president um, has nullified that threat?
1: No, no. I don't see things equally that way. Mm. Those opposed to Adam soshio will stop at nothing to destroy him politically. If Adam soshio candidate wins that election, it will further show up, it will show up his drilling political career. And that's not what they want to see. They they want to completely immobilize him politically and render him impotent. They want to crush him politically. They have issues with him that are still unresolved. They have personal issues with him that are unresolved. And they believe that returning him politically, if it is possible, is the best thing that should happen.
0: Let me... um ask you to sort of expand this conversation. Obviously, we've seen the effect of the troubles in Edo and the impact it has had on APC at the national level, but another person that is sort of being dragged into this conversation is, of course, the man known as the leader of the party, Ashiwaju Bola Ahmed Tinubu, and a lot of uh, speculation around whether this is also the end of the road for him because there are associations um, as far as people are concerned, between Adams Oshomole and him, and um, this is seen as a defeat for him. What are your thoughts regarding this?
1: Well, I think that it's too early to say um, it's the end of the road for anyone. My own position is that 2023 is still far. Uh, we've not reached the point when we can. Is the end of the road for someone? The caretaker committee will start meeting and reconciling, uh, um, fielding APC members, and then they can then begin to set disputes for congresses, you know, and talk about zoning and all that, which. Will all happen before the uh, convention of the party, where the next uh, set of uh, leaders of the party will be elected uh, within the next months. So the field has been thrown open now. Every tendency within the party is free to contest. No one can say with finality. Which of the tendencies within the party will produce the next um, national chairman of the party? Uh, Or will dominate the uh, executive uh, council of the party? You know? Or or the the national working committee? Until um, we get to the end of the convention, Uh, that picture won't be clear to anyone.
0: The average Nigerian who's not a politician, who's just a citizen, who's really just looking for people that will provide good governance are very very distressed when they see things like what is happening and unfolding in Edo state you know when they see politicians jump from one party to another suggesting that really parties have become just a vehicle for the acquisition of political power for a lot of politicians as opposed to instruments for you know promoting good governance for citizens um I mean, looking at the unfolding events, both at the national level and also in in Edo state, do you believe that Nigerians have reason to be concerned about this tendency by politicians to be jumping from party to party?
3: You see, the
1: the fact that politicians um, are so unstable, uh, that they can't uh, stay in a party for so long, especially if the party steps out of the, the vortex of power, shows just how greedy um, these politicians are for political power and the perks that political power. Some of them will tell you that, look, I I cannot uh, sustain the opposition. It is immoral to be jumping from one party to another. Once your party loses an election, uh, the next thing you are thinking of doing is to defect. The party that defeated your party. That is not how it is in other lands. It is difficult to separate the APC from the PDP in terms of ideology because um, everything seems diluted at this time. And uh, you, there are people that you look at and you ask yourself that uh, how can this one actually be described as a progressive? But they are in the ruling party. Many of our people have lost um, regard for politicians. They see politicians as um, bad people. They distrust politicians so much that even when a politician has good intentions, the the cynicism that uh, is very common with our people holds sway and you see that such good intentions are not even appreciated. If They will say, oh, it's because he wants to steal money. They see every politician as a thief because um, our people, our politicians, have not used political powers significantly to advance the growth and development of our nation and to improve the welfare of the citizens.
0: Have you seen anything in recent times to give you hope that it will change anytime soon?
1: No, no. Uh, if I have to confess to you, no. I have not seen any In fact, things are getting worse. Politicians are increasingly uh, exploiting and weaponizing poverty in our country. I do not see uh, any change in the next few years because the politicians have not moderated their greed for money and for power.
0: Sound Sultan Olari Waju Fasasi is a Nigerian rapper, songwriter, and comedian who believes this COVID period is the ideal time for sober reflection. He also tells Abdul Okocheme that Nigerians must rise above their usual disbelief for government action and do what is needed to deal with the threat of the covid-19 pandemic
3: a lot of young people i i just want to tell a lot of people right right now that if you cannot reflect i don't care what you believe in or what you um you know practice if you cannot reflect at a time like this you will never be able to reflect on your life and you don't believe it you shouldn't act like you don't believe it you should go along with the you know i just feel like people are just throwing questions i don't like the you know the way they are seeing the whole movement the whole thing you know like, I think our government, they've, uh, they have lied to us so long that we don't want to believe when they cry wolf again. Like, it's just, it's just, a lie, Joe. It's a lie. Anything they is a lie. We don't believe anymore.
5: How have you been coping this period of pandemic? What have you been doing? Have you been creating new sounds or have you just been resting?
3: You know, I, I kind of like um, go straight into it, like, before the pandemic, I just barely when re- I released my album in, into the whole pandemic. So I have an album right now. It's only it's not on the street definitely, but it's um, out digitally, and I'm pushing that. And I just uh, dropped the video. I'm just doing everything, you know. And also just exploring my other talents, making people laugh, you know, on my social media, <laughs> making people just you know, that's what I started with, you know, when I was doing uh, MC compared for shows and all that, all my rhyme and what it. So that's what I'm just doing right now. I'm trying to get some um, new, new cat follow-ups, you know, some new school people.
5: Would you say you have learnt any lesson during this period? And what are these lessons, this period of pandemic?
3: See, <laughs> every day I learn a lesson, even from the situation that people don't take anything home with, uh, from I always make sure I kind of like learn a lesson or two. So this pandemic, it was like, as if I prepared for it. So what I'll take away from the pandemic situation is not just uh, anything about entertainment, it's something that's a bit broader than that. Like in life, don't think you got it all figured out. Like even the biggest people are confused. Even the world powers are confused. Yeah, so everybody's just there and mother nature is just just uh, even a sigh of relief from all the getting up and down the clouds, all the, you know, everywhere is just at peace, you know. Nature is at peace. And we are just here, just looking, staying in those hiding. And everything is just like vice versa of what it used to be. So never, ever feel like it got your all figured out. That's what, that's the lesson.
5: Do you think some of the lessons you learned during this period are going to be carried over after this pandemic?
3: It's going to be intensified, but I've, already car- I've carried it on before the pandemic. That's how I live my life. I'm just a piece to a puzzle.
5: The entertainment industry has been badly hit by this period because of the entertainment industry is a game of numbers. Do you think after this period we are yes. going to go back to the numbers?
3: No, no, not easily. Not easily. It's going to be a gradual process. Even when you find the so-called eating vaccine,
5: it's going to be a gradual process,
3: you know. It's not going to be easy to just jump back and start, you know, booking shows and going out to public places, crowded areas, you know. So everybody has to be a bit
5: creative with whatever it is they do.
3: People still sell digitally, you know. People are still streaming stuff.
5: Your sound itself, the one that you said you released just before the pandemic, does it have anything to do with this period? Does it have as if you saw the future? does it?
3: If the song will get anything to do with pandemic, and pandemic. I know we call me. Yeah. Um the song I've done before featuring Johnny Drill is the remix. Area is the remix of motherland. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that are trapped in other people's countries right now. They would give anything to come back home. So Adjuda Bile is a song that they will be singing right now. I know that uh, DJ Spino is trapped in America. I know that Terry uh, G is trapped in London. I know Ricardo Banks in Gabon where, you know, so people are, so those songs would really make them, because no matter how you think you got it figured out, they would be angry that they need to get back home, they got dated. So I know that song right now, a lot of loved ones are missing their loved ones because they are trapped in, in, you know, other places.
0: And that's it for this episode of Now. I am Kadriya Ahmed.